And welcome to another West March Guys podcast. I'm JT. I'm Joe. And I'm AJ. And today we are going to get into some, well, we like to call it nudity stuff. It's going to be our talk on ability checks, how we run them, how we feel about them, what they represent, levels, and how to set them. Going to kind of jump right off about what we're talking about. So we're talking about like ability checks. We're talking about that list, the proficiency bonuses or expertise that can be added to it. And they're based off of your main six step. You know, what does it actually mean to you? So they're definitely the most critical portion of anything outside of combat, because that's usually what you lean on when someone does something and you don't know what you want the outcome to be. So you make them roll. And then based on what they're doing, you pick one of the, I don't even, wait, I don't think we even counted them. One of that number of stats and go from there. Given that, what is everyone's favorite? My favorite would be, I got to pick acrobatics, mainly because... I don't know. For me, when someone tries to do something acrobatically, I always think it's like either like parkour or just like, you know, free running or like, you know, doing something like Cirque du Soleil. And those are great because like, it's awesome when you succeed and it is hysterical when you fucking fail. You're going to go try and like jump over, like clear that, clear that entire like, uh, that gap between the two buildings chasing after the thief and you spectacularly fail. I mean, you're going straight into a tent crashing into a bunch of people i mean for me i love like it's a very high risk high reward sort of skill so i like i mean i for me i always take proficiency in it because i like doing dumb shit like that so maybe it's a little bit of bias but you know i don't know if i have a favorite i i, I feel like it's just the ones that oh come, come on the most to me don't do that well, if i if come i on. could get oh i love making people do you know nature survival checks things of that nature because i enjoy the travel aspect of this game and i find that letting people get lost almost builds more character than like fighting and communicating because if someone's trying to lead the group and they fail at it and it's funny that you say fail because i agree it's 100 i enjoy when they don't succeed in these checks the things that happen to the party and i i like to use it because a lot of people don't take them as proficiencies because they don't think they're gonna need them they usually stick with the you know perception and insight and and, and acrobatics but when you make someone do uh religion check or stealth check and they don't have proficiency it's, it's always a, a fun a fun scramble like oh you don't know anything about this do you didn't think so me personally i love history checks and anytime i can get a, get them to be used because for me it's that oh you want to know something about all of the lore i've written yes absolutely please roll and when they don't get a good number i'm like damn it you don't really know anything and i just like cry a little inside because it was like oh i could have told them so much cross that shoot off yeah <laughs> for so you're saying for you a lot of your history check dcs are fairly low probably I or mean, you knew this i'll just straight up tell my players i'm like i don't care like i'm excited about it well i don't know i and i think maybe that's a good thing to jump into is like dcs and what they kind of where you find them i know the book gives out a very specific kind of idea of this is what it's supposed to be but trying to actually make that work in terms of what you're using 
do you have go-to DCs for things you're using? Do you use like a sliding scale? Do you have a hard number in your head? Oh, you're asking about setting DCs? Setting DCs when you, when you, and do you use different ones based on different skills? You know, absolutely different ones for different skills. But for me, I try to, because like one of the first things I had a hard time balancing when I be, started DMing was I want my players to succeed but I also like, ha- I want to set realistic goals. So like for like, dude, when I was first studying DCs, it was so arbitrary and like, it was bad. But so I have basically like kind of devolved and deconstructed into like a very, very rigid system. So like, I mean, obviously like, you know, I, it's a scale of 20. So zero means you're always succeed. 20 means that it's damn near impossible. So 10 is the middle of the road. So kind of a lot to think about, but like you have to take in the entirety of the world and like, what's the hardest thing that you could possibly do in this world, cut that in half and like quickly kind of be like, all right, what could the average person do in this situation? Could they climb that box? Could they jump across the, like, you know, to the other roof? Could they be sneaky enough to do that? So like, for me, it's like, if it's middle of the road, if I, it's, it's so hard because it's so up for interpretation because you honestly have to think about like, you know, the people like the lowest end of the spectrum as well as the highest. So, I mean, for me, uh, a hard thing to do would be like, so like, so something that would be above a 10 would be like going to college. Public school would be a 10. If it's like common knowledge, how to like bake bread or how to like, you know, fish for trout or like how to navigate a a valley. Is that common though? But here's the thing, like, like, well, that's like, that's what you have to consider is like in that setting in this world, like how hard is it to do that thing? So like, okay, maybe your setting is a desolate landscape. Mm -hmm. So navigating a valley probably isn't that difficult if you're going to attempt it, unless you've never left the the villages that you're yeah. staying. So like, well, I mean, we get into like it's when to make them, when so to make them even the abilities, roll. Right? The abilities uh, is like a little bit different. But you have so, to your setting. I'm 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 reading our notes here for this session, and uh, it says, "Do you adjust based on the, what the level of the party is?" And I'm I'm thinking about how I set my DCs, and and it's I think I think that's a catch of a question because yes, of course I set my DCs for the party level because they're trying harder shit now. If that makes sense. So like. Yeah, I mean, they're the, the situations that they're finding themselves in are becoming more difficult. So how often have they been doing this? I almost say the higher level, maybe you even lower your DCs because these people have been used to it. Like, yeah, okay, maybe this person is good at acrobatics and has been doing acrobatic things forever. Why would they why would they have hard time? Why would their DC be high on something that they've been doing all the time? Joe, sorry. Well, that's the whole thing is shouldn't the DC just be any person doing this? And then that's why their proficiency comes into play. If they have a bon- proficiency bonus in this, they're, they're they're theoretically better and they have a higher chance of I, succeeding. I feel like that's kind of what I'm saying without directly saying it, because of course, yeah, okay, so I, I feel the same way because if they have a plus 11 to their DC or to their pr- proficiency and they're jumping from one ship to another ship, something they've done, they're a monk, right? And they're jumping from one ship to another ship and you make them roll and they roll a one and it gets plus 11. So now it's a 12. That's above a 10 because that, would be an easy thing for anybody to do. So yeah, okay, they rolled a one, but the DC was only a 10 because it's a normal thing and this person's good at it, right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, it's almost like what's normalized. Like because it, of the because he's in a boat setting and most people around him are sailors and would know how to jump or board another boat, it's that DC would be fairly low because it's like it's like, oh, everybody everyone wore a sailor boat. jumping this boat yeah. would have an easy yeah. time doing it. Exactly. So the DC is not that hard. 
Whereas if it was country girl from Landlock, Kansas, not that there's Kansas in our world, but you know what I'm saying, who's yeah. never been on a boat before, in that situation for that type of layman, if you will, the DC's now, wouldn't you this is good, this is a good discussion. Now, wouldn't you use like if like a country girl was doing that, what I guess the DC would still be 10, right? And how how good's the acrobatics? Right? Well, like, yeah, because it depends because if it's a physical task crossing jumping onto a ship could be the same as jumping over a fence to a country girl. So it, cause so some, some stats are like, you know, like they're, they're actually more like clean cut than other ones. And so, we're using acrobatics. Cause I feel like I use that very often. I know. For so, things. What do you think is the most useful stat in the game? Dexterity. As in like, what do I take when I'm no, no, no. like, what? Yeah, exactly. What do you think is the most dexterity most useful skill? And I say dexterity because, no, no, I know skill, not not based stats. Perception. I would say acrobatic. No, because everyone makes you roll perception every every. That's yeah, when someone doesn't know what they say. Perception. Okay, what do you think the top three are? Because I mean, for I mean, before we start this, for me, it's stealth. I if I can. Oh yeah, there's always stealth too. Stealth, of course, always do a stealth because at the very that falls in decks, right? Just like acrobatics which but is why I, but I, I also agree decks. with joe is if you think about it there's like a top three skills that like if you're a min maxer like if we brought not on even a min maxer if you want to play D, &D it would, there at would, all there, there'd be like a couple like so what would you go with perception obviously is up there i would say investigation because i would say more always looking for shit so then what else acrobatics and self Okay, so that, and I mean, if I'm gonna be a rogue sleight of hand, because I'm always a rogue, and I always like we're talking about like if you were gonna universal skill, what could every class use? Stealth, but, perception, yeah. acrobatics. Yeah, I I agree with stealth and perception absolutely, but I don't believe in, I don't think acrobatics because for me to be honest, I don't see acrobatics coming up that often because most of the time if they're making a jump check, it's an athletics check, not an acrobatics check. But that's besides the point. Jumping also, between boats, I would say, is acrobatics though. Fine line, which is we're gonna have to we're gonna have a whole other part about athletics versus acrobatics. So my third would be insight. That's another good one. I if feel like people that's a like skill proficiency to take. Yeah, a veteran. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think that's if it's you've been playing for a while and DMing, then you'd take insight. Or uh, or if you're uh, like I would say something that well, okay. Now, what is a skill that you think is one of the hidden like gems of the list? That, Persuasion like, that most people don't take. Persuasion. Like, if you think about it, you could use it really, really, really well. I would have to say persuasion 100% because people don't think they're going to talk to people, but in my games, they RP. They start trying to talk to somebody and I go, roll persuasion. They go, what? It's like, right. yeah, well, now you're trying to convince me and we're going to leave it up to the dice, see how good your character is. That's true. And you always need help because most of the time people can't talk their way out of the DD conversation. Yeah. For me, it's survival because it's one that comes, when it comes up, it's like, if you don't, it's going to be a like long, hard day. Thank God for, uh, what was his name? Our ranger in your campaign of Lindstrom. Anyways, thank God we had a ranger in that party. So for me, it's medicine. Because if you're dying, if so, you're proficient in medicine and you get like a plus two to that, it can be all the world. So yeah, I'm, especially last minute. Make a medicine. Yeah, see if you can stop the bleeding. You can't heal them outright and bring them back. But at the very least, you can allow them not to make death saving even though death saving throws are great to have at a table like i think it's one of those sneaky ones that you maybe you should take it all out especially if you're not a healer yeah i agree yeah. 
I have a question. I, I, you know, it's funny you say that, and I'm thinking back. I'm like, I think I always play a class that has healing spells. Yeah, right. So you don't think about it. So like, <laughs> like, oh my god, like is us in a party where there's no healer? You go, oh shit, wait, nobody's proficient medicine. Okay, one of us is dying. So statistically, it's a yeah, really. You uh, you want to follow this up? No, I just I'm thinking, what stat do you never pick? What stat are you like? Fuck that stat. I don't even bother Handy. taking it. Yeah, animal hand. That's a good or religion. One. Animal handling or religion. <laughs> I was thinking. Like, who the fuck cares? I was thinking religion. I was thinking nature, maybe. <laughs> Think I very rarely take intimidation, unless I'm playing a very specific character. Like that's yeah, not, yeah. You're just never gonna be rude to somebody. It's either Joe that can't do it, so his, his characters well, are never gonna he do was it. Was until he died. The one barbarian. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, rip. <laughs> no. CBK. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. It's just either that and deception, because for me, if I'm going to take one of the social-based persuasion, persuasion, because it's the most likely to get used, and why would I, like, because you only have so many points to go around, so it's like, well, if I'm going to put it here or there, what am I going to do with it? I'm just going to go persuasion. They're both charisma-based, you know, so if you're good at charisma, you're going to have okay. If you're not, then... Well, and if you think about it, persuasion is the safer route to try and get something you want rather than just <clears> because <throat> most people react negatively to like it's like oh i know you're trying to sweet talk me versus like dude are you fucking stealing from me and there's like a knife on the table so like i, I like mm-hmm. that that like you know deception's not exactly like always the safer route so he said intimidation no i mean that's both like it, yeah I, I, exactly aj like it's persuasion but i was saying like like i would pick it for that reason because it's more i guess consistent so, so for me, one other thing in regards to like where you set your stats is, do you do you use a sliding scale or do you ever use a sliding scale in terms of like... What do you mean sliding scale? Explain so I, this is something that I do very, very often is that if I am making someone roll, I typically have a few numbers in my head and based on what they get, they get... It, this is, it doesn't work well for like, you're jumping across the boat. Well, you're probably going to make it or not make it. But if it's like you're making a history check or you're making an investigation check or a persuasion check or a perception check, like most of the other ones, it could be like, okay, you get a 10. Yeah, he's going to like be like, okay, sure. Like you make a persuasion check, you get like a 12. And I've set a 12, a 15, and a 20. So like the 12 is like, he'll go along with you, but like he's going to do it begrudgingly. A 15 is like, Oh, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Like no holds bar. And then a 20 is like you get something extra. So basically you, he will go above and beyond for you. So is that something you guys often do or? 100%. It's literally written in my thing. I can show you the notes of where I have. If they roll this on an investigation check, they get this. If they roll this, they get this. If they see this and they get this. I definitely have more than one. When I'm, when I'm making up a check for something I'm not planned for, I think it's a little more cut and dry for me, whether you get it or you don't get it. Like, uh, oh, I'm going to go do this. Oh, well, make of this check. You know, that's to me is a little more cut and dry. But if it's something planned out or a check that I know you're going to make or something that they're going to look at, 100% I do a sliding scale. For me, it was something that I kind of did without, I did reactively, but now it's something that I'm starting to do proactively. And I only started picking it up and I'm again, I'm shouting out a, fa- a famous name, uh, Dimension 20. If anybody has ever watched it, I, I'm actually blanking on the DM's name, but he does. He, I was watching and he did this thing that I, I don't know, for some reason stood out to me because I don't think Matt Mercer really does it too often, but he would call out his sliding scale like you described, Joe. So he would get up there and he'd be like, okay, okay. So the DC to succeed is like a 15. All right. But if, like, you know, if you get a succeed, boom, you're all the way over. But like, you know, if you get like a 
12 or a 10, then like you'll still make it over, but your wagon wheel is going to like crack. And then now you're going to like, it, you maybe lose it well, down the road. If you get like a five or lower, you're not making the jump. Your horses make it and you might have to like jump before you like lose the wagon. So like he, once I started says it- seeing him do that, I started doing that myself because I liked it because it added a lot of clarity for my players. So there's a lot of suspense. So even though like they hit the DC, now there's like another little thing that they get to pay attention to. So I do do it, but only because like only as of recently. No, you 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 mean he calls it out before they even roll? What's going on? Oh yeah, so he, like like when he goes up, he's like he's like he sets the DC, okay, and then he sets the sliding scale for mm-hmm. like the RP version of like what happened. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I like that. It, it's honestly it's it's really six. I've had seen a lot of success with my players, and that and the, again I said it it adds to the suspense, so I like it. Um, but yeah, so sliding scale, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. I like it. And I, I also, I do, I do like telling the DC before the roll happens, especially if there's like suspense building, because I feel like it does one, it, it makes them not re- like if they, if for some reason your players were not saying they do, but thinking you're adjusting it based on what they roll, like it, it gives them a number. And then when they fail, they know, well, shit, <laughs> like it's like, I told you before, so I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so if it's all in front of my players, yeah. <laughs> for, it depends on what it is for me. It depends on what it is. Is it a big deal? Is it a big deal or is it not right? Like, is it something that's going to make or break? The, are they jumping between ships in a battle with a Kraken? And if they miss, they're going to hit the water and probably die. I'm going to tell them the DC ahead of time. And I'm going to make sure they know uh, exactly what it's going to be. Are they just asking if they're making up the tree or not? Because they wanted to climb a tree suddenly. No, I might not. And I might adjust it more so when they roll to see what they actually get or what their proficiency is. I try to make it, to me, it 100% depends on what the roll is for. Now I have a little bit of a counter and a little bit of a hypothetical. So let's say you have set your DC in your head. You haven't said it out loud yet. Okay, now, this is this is not a written down beforehand DC. You're talking about something no. random and I'm setting it in my head. Now. Okay, let's, okay, so let's, let, let's do this. I have to climb on top of a roof two stories above me and I'm sitting at the lower level and I'm going to try and use acrobatics. Now, if I sat here, asked you're, you a little bit. You're going to try and use acrobatics, but I don't, I'm the DM and you haven't okay. said this lab. I'm let, me, let me finish. This is my point because this will happen. I will sit here and I will ask you to articulate the environment and I will sit here and go, well, I could use this box to to vault over to this pole. And if I vault over there and parkour off the wall, can I use acrobatics? So my question is, is if, do you let your players have a chance to maybe talk you into using a skill that you might not normally use? So I think, do you let your players, if they want to try and articulate themselves, do you let it lower the DC? If they're if like if they're being clever, if anything, like, I make it higher because they're being specific. Okay. Oh, th- see, that's interesting. I would bring it lower because I was like, all right, you're putting in the effort to like you know to build towards like and play into the skill that you're using. So like I, I don't know, it's like you're building your case. So I would reward that and make it lower. I would make it harder. I definitely let them convince me. If if they give me a good reason, I'm like, okay, all right. If I like, say rolling acrobatics, they're like, oh well, I was trying to do athletics. I'm like, well, how? Then they're like, well, I would do this and jump here. I'd be like, 
And then, you know, I guess it depends on what it is. Because if, if it's a good enough argument, all right, I'll give you a... The DC is probably going to stay the same for me. I understand that you trying to use your proficiency to raise your initial score, which gives you a better chance on the DC. So I don't know if my would change the DC, but I would definitely let them roll where they describe themselves. Okay, so they, you would allow them to be able to use the stat that they want, but you wouldn't allow it to change the DC... Well, no, they they are changing their chance of making the DC by picking a stat they're proficient. That's fair. So, that's, so that's your fair. the initial conversation of this tonight was the fact that the the challenge is a challenge, and you're setting the DC. Their yeah. proficiency is what gives them a better advantage to try to make the pass on it, not the DC itself, right? Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. This is just a lot of this is revelations right this minute, guys. So. <laughs> For me, it's kind of the same as JT that I wouldn't, it, it would depend on what the new mode of doing it is. It's like, has it become harder because you're trying to squeeze this in? Okay, maybe it gets a higher number. Has it become easier because you outsmarted me? Then, okay, then maybe it comes lower. But it, typically, I think it would probably fall around the same um, because attempting to get on top of the roof is attempting to get on top of the roof, no matter how you do it. So Agreed. Now, I have a question. Now, you, you said you'd love to talk about it. What if it's just something that they can't, they're trying to work with an animal. They're like, oh, can I use persuasion? No, no, no. I'm sorry. This is literally animal handling. You're trying to handle an animal. I'm not going to let you try and persuade this animal. You're trying to do, a, or I, I'm trying to lift this, this brick. Oh, I'm trying to do it with, you know, no, that's athletics. I mean, you're physically trying to do something. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, that is simply solved by, and this is going to sound a little like, you know, like a little like strong armed, just learn how to say no to your players, please. Like, it's tough and your players are going to fight you and people are going to get upset, but it's going to be better for you in the long run. If you learn how to put your foot down and be like, no, you're not talking to the saber tooth tiger, no matter what you do. Like it's a bat. It, it, it's literally a giant beast that you don't have any training for. I'm sorry. You know, it can't happen. Just learn how to say no. And you're going to have a better time. And, and, and you're, I'm telling you right now, you're going to get pushback. You're going to get bitching. You're going to get complaints. They're going to go, what the hell? Like, you know, you might get a bad player that you know, erupts at it. But like, dude, it's like, it's your game. Agreed. The ultimate debate for me is athletics or acrobatics. When, when one applies and when the other doesn't apply. And I think this flows well with people our, pushing for one or the other. Our examples. No, so I mean, I'll, I'll I'll jump into it. You know, athletics is phys- physical abilities, right? Are you using your strength or prowl to complete a task? Are you jumping, climbing, or lifting? Are you dragging or carrying? Athletics. If there's something around you that can help, and I, I like to use the word leverage. If if you have leverage on something, then okay, we can start talking about it. Swinging, crossing gaining speed so i mean i guess the big one would be when is climbing athletics when is climbing acrobatics and i would say if it's a straight climb where they have nothing to grab onto or or leverage themselves then it's always athletics personally you know you were going through your uh your as you're talking you said climbing i was like that's where this gets tricky is because Every party will have to climb. So at what point do you let your party climb acrobatically or athletically? And I, I mean, that was, it was a great point. Like, you know, if you're physically exerting yourself, like, you know, to like for me, athletics is like if you're standing long jump, however high you can jump straight in the air, like yet height is directly determined by your athleticism. 
I know that maybe if you're an acrobat, you could like swing your leg to maybe get like a center or a fraction higher from a standing long jump, but that's straight up athleticism. Like your muscles doing of like at a, at a fixed like force, yada, yada, yada. Acrobatics, I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. I, like for climbing, I would only use it in a reactive, in a reactive sense. You, if you jump, that's athletics, but you know, like, if you're like trying to like, if maybe like you grab hold and you need to make a check while you're falling to jump to another place, you might have to specifically be de- dexterous enough to look for a foothold, hit off that foothold, just like, you know, like a little cat nimbly and then hit the other side. So like most of the time I would say at like, I would say athletics for climbing, but acrobatics very, very specifically. Exactly. Very specifically because you're climbing. It's just like, I, I don't know. Like for me, it's yeah. just so set in stone. It's what, like, if they, I, what if they have a big pole that they use to try to pull up? Athletics but, or acrobatics? But still, well, I'm I asking. Mean, okay. Like I, I, would argue, I would argue that the amount of distance that you're covering is still based on your pawn, your athletics, because you're trying to run fast. You can arc your body well enough, but that's, I mean, that has less dictation on the overall distance than how fast you're running at this thing. Agreed. And I mean, yes, we're, we, this is like, we're getting into a physics debate, but it, that's usually what happens when this comes up at a table. It's like, you know, uh, but I, I mean, it's always athletics for me. Like acrobatics is if you're trying to, if you're trying to be specific, that's about the only time it starts to really come up. What are you going to say? See, that's the thing is for me, acrobatics is much less often something that's going to be used. It's more of a trying to make that quickly of trying to squirm out of something trying to basically move your body in a way that's not natural as opposed to making normal movements so climbing running jumping all of those are athletics acrobatics comes down to like you're trying to squeeze under the closing door okay that might be it acrobatics like are you trying i think it's always that tough one of it's like okay two buildings are like right here you know you're in a narrow alleyway and you want to get to the top and the player's like i'm gonna like jump off each each side to get to the top and you're like as opposed to just climbing the ladder that's like right there yes okay it's like that seems a little bit more difficult than just climbing the ladder but i guess you want to use acrobatics so okay but if they're bad at athletics right and they have a plus (laughs) one and you make them roll and they get a nine they're gonna be pissed well sorry dude you p- picked athletic like acrobatics as your proficiency and like I know, that's like, I know, that's so funny it's, no but it's i mean it's all up for debate what okay so i was thinking about this so athletics is like when you're like in the sense of like trying to do something athletically it's like if i'm athletically climbing i can climb for a really long time and i can do so very very efficient efficiently if i can like climb acrobatically that means that like i can go and i can lean on this ledge and if i jump off that ledge i can fit myself through like a five foot window and i can nail it so that's acrobatics the distance would be based on your athletics but like getting to be like hit that dead on like right on the money would be acrobatics because you're trying to control your body rather than exert it maybe that's a good way to think about it i like it Mm, that is a good way over like exert like be like ex- actually exerting force i don't know it's like it's such a fun thing to talk about because it can get okay like here's an example if i'm climbing what let's say that like i'm proficient acrobatics what if that means that i'm actually like um a uh what are the 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 boulders boulder climbers 
So what okay. if I just know how to like move my body in just an acrobatic way so that I can like contort myself into like positions so that I can climb without like really. I would still consider that athletics. See, like that's like that's trying to like move your foot and hook it up on the thing. That's yeah, like, have you ever climbed? But it's also a little bit of like being acrobatic to being able to put yourself. Know, man, I would, I, it's about lifting your body up and climbing. I'm what playing you, the part of the player that's trying to get Trish. I just um, want to be able to use acrobatics, <laughs> but no, this is great. Um, like, and usually this is what happens is it's, it gets to be like, no, you're going to use athletics and they go, okay. And then they fail and fall in the water. It's uh, well, they get a deck save <laughs> to try and grab the ledge. That's always a thing. Yeah. And, and they, they fall in the, the water enough. They're just going to stop trying to do athletic shit. I always love it because I feel like people try to make the move harder to make it ac- acrobatics. Oh, I'm going to jump across the boats. It's like, okay. That'll be athletics. Oh, well, actually, I'm going to try and jump and like make it through the railings and roll on the deck and then pop up. Okay. Well, yes, you can use acrobatics, but now the DC has changed because you're being an idiot. (laughs) No, absolutely. Um, So this is uh, when I was talking about uh, when you're falling and, you know, having to grab that ledge. How hard do you usually make it to grab that ledge? Because it's not an ability that a character or a creature is casting. So it's really up to you to set how hard it's going to be for that saving throw. Now, let's apply Save all... Saving throws are totally different, of, though. Exactly. Why are they different, though? I think we should get into that next week. Okay. I would like to see John's input, too. Maybe we can have him on as well when we record this. Yeah, we absolutely should. So, hey, but thanks for listening to another one. I hope you enjoyed our talk about ability checks. We are going to keep diving into this. So if you want to hear our opinions on more of them, please stick around and check it out. Come back and get noodly with us. Appreciate it. Hey, follow us on Twitter. New session of West March live, live streams coming up. Instagram's coming up. Stay classy, San Diego. Stay safe out there, you guys.